Hi, I'm TJ. And I'm Joseph. And this is Hi-Fi. TJ, welcome back to the podcast sphere. How you doing? Uh, I'm alive, strangely enough. Uh, last week's edit was a doozy. I was up till about 1230 editing last week's episode. Whoa. Because I, I am not uh, somebody who can do things halfway. You might know this about me, or you may not. I don't know. Mm. And I committed to that uh, the episode format where every time uh, a show was mentioned, I played the theme music in the edit. <laughs> Right. And that took some time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. It did sound great. I I have no complaints as your listening audience. I think your mission was accomplished and the uh, quality was superb. Good, good, good. I'm I'm glad you think so. I I I really I was debating whether to do it and I thought I have to do it. I just I have to do it. I can't not do it. And that was that was the end of my night right there. <laughs> so I've had a whole uh, lot of fun adding in music tracks from shows and movies, maybe a, a, a clip of a dialogue scene out of a movie to various podcasts I've done as well. And yeah. it's not easy. You got to track them down. You want the good quality cut. And then you realize that what was said is not exactly how you remember the dialogue. So it doesn't really make oh, yeah. sense with what you are saying in your podcast anymore. Yes. But my favorite was I did an edit of the Jurassic Park theme, and I wanted it to go, you know, but then I started to realize, like, that's actually too much music. Yeah. So then I I went back and I edited it for the purpose of my clip, and I went, and when I did that, I had to make it, like, last and drift quietly into the recesses. hard. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was easier than it sounds, pun not intended. But it, 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 figuring out which effect to use was yeah, difficult. Yeah, because the music never does that in the soundtrack. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's yeah, and, and find making it sound natural is can can be difficult for sure. Yeah, uh, you know what else is difficult, Joe? Uh, apparently, mm. making touch bars for Apple MacBook Pros is difficult, or at least making them so that they don't lock up. Oh dear, you got more tr- touch bar woes, huh? Yeah, just this morning I was uh, trying to use my computer and I was trying to pause some music because I was uh, trying to get on a meeting and I couldn't pause my music because I would t- my touch bar just wasn't responding and it was dark, completely dark. And, you know, normally you tap it and it wakes up and then you tap it again, which annoys me because it shouldn't take two taps. Like on the old keyboards, you just pause the music. But I had two computers in use and my, I had my main computer booted into Windows. So I had my other laptop uh, or my, my laptop with the touch bar being used for Mac stuff. And it was also playing my music and I couldn't pause my music to take a meeting I was supposed to be in. It was super frustrating. Interesting. <sighs> so... I hadn't thought about this lately, but I would have thought that in our day and age, as important as video chats are and voice chats, that those applications would be smart enough to pause a music app running at the same time or something, you know, like maybe a little checkbox in the system preferences or, a you know. So first of all, um, I was taking the meeting on the Windows computer so it was the laptop would not have been aware that i was in a meeting but secondly macs just don't work that way they're not ios uh which i find frustrating mostly on the ios side actually because you can't play two things at once and sometimes on the mac that comes in very useful uh there's no but but on the mac there is no order of precedence for audio devices they can all play any play any music or any voice or put they can all put sound over the sound system at any point at any time they want and it all just mixes and blends together Whereas iOS is not like that at all. Only one thing can have control of the audio subsystem at a time. So is there a way to prevent this sort of touch bar concern again? Because I imagine it's just going to happen again unless I don't know. you just it's, don't have your music app on. You know. It's intermittent. I mean, I, I was, I'm, oh, I'm exaggerating a little bit. The, the fix was uh, command tab to the music app and press the pause button on the music app. And eventually the touch bar started responding again, but it's just, you know, I don't like the touch bar already and, you know, it's bugginess just makes me like it even less. 
Yeah, I would have thought that the touch bar would have responded a little bit more like a universal menu for volume and source control. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's just that when it locks up, it doesn't work. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's not good. I still have the problem day in and day out that I have the music app open, the podcast app open, and then YouTube open. And then I'm hopping between the three. And whatever one I deliberately started playing most recently is the oh, one I, that oh, it wants yes. to resume. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. <sighs> it, it's it, it's disorienting. And I know my Mac isn't smart enough to read my mind, but I really expect it to know I'm going back to the other thing when I hit play. And it <laughs> doesn't. I don't have a touch bar. I'm still dealing with a physical play-pause button. What, what I want is to be able to tell the Mac... Whenever I press the play pause button on the keyboard or the touch bar or whatever, the system play pause button, I never want it to control a web application. I always want it to control my music app, which I've, in, in my case, that's music. Used to be, for a while, Spotify, but I've been, as, as we talked about in this podcast before, I've been a music app user for a very long time, Apple Music. That's what I want the play pause button to control. Never, ever, ever do I want it to control YouTube or that would any be other wonderful. thing. wonderful option yeah Yeah, at least give us that option yeah and And, then you could also specify you know spotify is my default player you know you're you're gonna love this joe this is a solved problem on windows the media controls on windows always control your music app they never control chrome or youtube or internet explorer it never ever ever does that curious (sighs) yeah so windows has got this sorted Hmm. that's interesting that that is nice yeah, there's some other frustrating things about Windows, but yeah, I was about to say, is there anything else nice about Windows? No, I'm oh, there's plenty of there's actually lots of things nice about Windows these days. I it's, know you wouldn't put up with it if there weren't. It's mm. trade offs. Um, the 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 file system in Windows leaves much to be desired. I'm talking from a technical standpoint, not necessarily a user interface standpoint. But oh yeah, uh, I didn't like. Well, I as a user experience guy, I didn't care for the user experience of the filing system. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about that at all. There are other apps mm-hmm. other than Windows Explorer that I use. Um, but but as far as like a developer, I have to touch the file system a lot, and a lot of my work because I'm working in the Linux stack depends on uh, Linux file permissions. Which because Mac OS is a Unixy operating system, it is very well aware of file permissions, and that mm-hmm. all works fine. But NTFS, the Windows file system, is um, not aware of the same types of permissions, and it's just it can cause a lot of problems for me as a developer. Anyway, nobody cares about that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, but I can't speak for everyone else listening okay. to the show. All right. What people might care about, Joe, I think I sent you pictures. I received my iPhone 12 car mount charger. Um, Excellent. which it's wonderful. It's, it's what I've, I never thought we would have something like this. I, I've always thought it's frustrating to have this two step process when you get in your car where, and in, in your driver's seat where a, you plug your phone into power because you're about to turn on maps and that drains power. And so even if your phone's mm-hmm. charged, you don't want it to be discharging while you're driving. So a, you plug in power and then B, you mount it in the car mount and mounting it in the car mount got easier when I went to a magnetic car mount, but still it's a two step process. Well, hmm. with this new charger, I'll put a picture in the show notes of this charger. Um, with this new charger, it's all already hooked up to power, and because iPhone 12 charges with the uh, MagSafe charger, um, you basically uh, – it's a one-step process. You plop your phone on that thing, and it's mounted right there, and you can turn on your maps, and it's all already charging, and – uh, it's great. It's wonderful. And I've already got Bluetooth, you know, going to my car. Even though my cars are older, mm-hmm. I have Bluetooth adapters. So that everything's wireless now with my phone in my car. It's it's great. I really love it. Okay. I'm looking at the picture right now where it's on your dash. I think this is a good one. Do you want to share maybe another picture where you're holding it with the phone on it too so I'll, that people can see I'll, both? Yeah. I'll drop a couple of pictures into the the show notes. The one issue that I have is that this clip that goes into the vent expects the vents to uh, be where you you tilt the vent up or down to uh, change the direction of the air. In my car, that is correct, and it's fine. In my van, the vent uh, tilts back left and right. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the yeah. up and down Pretty controls common. are on the inner side. So this is a Dodge van, and this is the way all Dodge vans of the era are. So you get a little bit of side wobble if you don't position it just right and, and use things to prop it. So I've still got to figure that out exactly. It's a little frustrating, but um, I, I, I like it overall. 
Okay, so looking at the bottom profile of your charger, it looks like it's got air vents or speaker grill. What are those doing? Well, because it's a charger, it has to have ventilation because okay. the thing when it mag uh, magnetic chargers can heat up a little bit, and so the, whatever mechanism is in there, it has to be ventilated. It doesn't make any audible sound, so that's not a concern. But does it also seem funny that it has the so on the on the surface, if you're looking at the face of it before you put the phone on it on the dash, it looks like it has a round coaster sitting on top of a round wrecked coaster. Does hmm. it seem kind of incongruent to the naked eye? Because it just looks like it's two objects. It looks like there's one object on top of another object. It didn't bother me. Hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> Is it easy to like pull off? Does it feel like there's a catch it looks like a special mechanism of release what is it like to pull it off it is uh exactly as you'd expect it it doesn't it doesn't um when you pull the phone off it doesn't feel like it's going to pull it out of the vent mount but it's also sticky enough that it doesn't feel like the phone's going anywhere when it's sitting there it's just right okay because i was using the um on my iphone 11 i picked up this 13 dollar magnet mount for my wife's phone and my phone. And what it was is you just took this magnetic sticker and you put it on the back of your iPhone mm-hmm. case. That's what I used to and use. And then, yeah. yeah, and that was great. It did the same trick. So it was just enough of a pull that we could pull it off and it never felt like it was going to take them out with it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like those. I'm in the market. You know what to get for me for Christmas. So thinking about it. The CSR chargers are expensive enough that I'm not. I don't expect a Christmas gift from me, Joe. Ah, okay. Well, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and tell you about my new headphones. Yes, so please. I got really excited. I splurged on a few electronic devices, as we mentioned last week during the Black Friday and Bun- uh, Cyber Monday deals spectrum. So I picked up the Sony WH-1000XM4-B headphones. They, uh, they're they a $300 set of headphones, uh, $350, you know, uh, full retail. I got them for $278, and as far as the price goes for that sale, that was really good. And like we discussed last week, TJ, you like your earbuds, you like your Beats, you like your AirPod Pros, and... Could you say that there's like a a reasoning to having um, two sets of earbuds? Like you have different use cases. You like the earbuds of the the Beats for some situations, and you have other reasons for the AirPod Pros. Um, yeah. So the reason that I have multiples is I was trying to find ones that I liked and that would stay in my ear. That, so that, that was the initial reason why I have multiple earbuds. So I started out with Apple's AirPods, uh, the original AirPods. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those are, um, I liked their functionality, but they do not stay in my ears like at all. <laughs> yeah. Me, and, mine neither. I, I have big ears and they just Fall, fall right out easily. Yeah, I don't have particularly large ears, but there's something about my ears that they eject those AirPods pretty quickly. Like if I'm just sitting still at my desk, I can reach up every once in a while and just push them back in a little, and it's it's okay. And like I said, I like to talk on the phone with them. They're they're nice for that. <laughs> um, if I'm just sitting and not you know running or something, but the problem is they don't stay in my ears, and mostly I don't use them for anything but but running um, is mostly what I use them for. And I'll stick my earbuds in if I'm at my desk and you know there's uh, another thing going on in the office. My wife is listening to a lecture or something like that, and I need to listen to music or something. So I, when the Powerbeats Pro were came out, I thought those look great. Um, they are going to fit into my, the, you know, because the the way they're designed, they'll stay in my ears, and they do. They're really great. They're my preferred headphones almost all the time for working out. But Joe, when the AirPod Pro, AirPods Pro, uh, came out, is that it's? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> AirPod Pro, AirPods with both Pro, as acceptable vernacular. Yeah, yeah. So um, when they came out. Uh, I had to have them because I liked what I thought I would, I thought they would stay in my ears better. And I liked the whole noise canceling idea and they were cool. And I had, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for blowing money on these sorts of things. So I did. And I just don't use them that often, but the use cases when I want noise cancellation, um, I, I find that I don't like them as much for working out because I never use noise cancellation when I'm working out because when you're, you're running or something and it's just like the noise cancellation and the sealed in the ear causes like a booming, like through your body that you hear in your ears. And I don't like that. 
and yeah. I don't also they don't I don't like the sweat that somehow they just don't work for me well when I'm getting sweaty. Um, so the uh, the Powerbeats Pro are better for that. Primarily, uh, when I use the AirPod Pros, AirPods Pro, I just don't know which ones. Right. <laughs> uh, so when I when I use those, primarily is when I'm flying and there's lots of plane noise and I'm trying to watch a movie. And um, I found with all other audio gear. It is difficult to get the volume loud enough to hear, and then I think I'm probably damaging my ears anyway if it's loud enough to hear over the noise of the engines. And so the noise canceling is great for that. It is really wonderful. Yes, um, I love it. Yeah, and 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 there are a few other like I. It's not like they get absolutely no use at any other time, but it's it's rare that I actually pull them out on purpose. In fact, I I do it once in a while just to make sure the batteries are cycling in them so that they're not just sitting there all the all the time full or all the time empty. Um, but even so, they're probably going to have shortened battery life because I don't use them enough. That's probably way more than you, – you asked me a simple question. You were trying to review headphones. So. <laughs> but that was a very good answer. That uh, was the so kind of thing good. I was thinking as well because I think that, that uh, there's plenty of good reasons for saving your money, not buying duplicates of the same kind of product. But then you, there comes a day in all of our lives when we want both the iPhone and the iPad and or another time of our life where we want a laptop as well as a desktop. Hmm. And there's use cases that overlap, but then there's plenty of good reason where you'll get, you, you'll get uh, your money's worth for having overlapping related products. And it, it's like having two cars in the family. One of them is a van and one of them is a, a sedan. And what I needed was earbuds for plenty of times. And then at other times, I really could benefit from a good, high-quality headphones. And then I do have an example where I actually have three. So I've mentioned before that I do have some professional-grade audio monitoring headphones that I use for my day job where I'm editing audio and I need to master it. And, you know, they're, they're nice like a nice professional mop, you know, a nice professional vacuum cleaner. <laughs> they're they're really good for headphones, but they're also terribly flat in terms of sound, which is really good for your audio engineering. Right, exactly. But it's not yes. very entertaining to listen to. And it they're wired. They look old school. They feel old school. The the muffs on the ears feel a little bit cheap. It's like a a faux, a faux version of faux leather, the circa 1989. And it, they're great. They still sell them. If I was to recommend a good set of headphones for another audio editor, I'd tell them to buy the same ones that I have. But if I was talking about personal use and entertainment value, getting something extra out of the podcasts, music, and games you listen to, then I would recommend that you get something much more uh interesting whether it's going to be headphones or earbuds and so i went the route with the earbuds a few years ago after coming off of jabra's wireless headphones and those were really good but i got them because they were economical and i was ready to try something more powerful and give me some oomph and so i got these more powerful jabra's that were earbuds wireless earbuds that had noise cancellation in them and they were great for a season. Then I got the AirPod Pros, and that's what I've been running on for a while now. And I love the AirPod Pros, but there were plenty of times where headphones, like having the the van versus the sedan, would be a great alternative for these cases. And I do like the rule of thumb that two is better than one, or uh, what a lot of our tech friends, enthusiasts like to say, two is one and one is none. And that was taken from the <laughs> right. military. And that's what it feels like when it comes to when your iPad is sitting in the living room, you check your phone in the bedroom, you know, situations. Then uh, the, the the laptop you have on is great, but what if it's left in your backpack, you know, then you just reach or you turn around and you wake up your desktop. So there are situations where I prefer the headphones. I got these Sonys because they came highly recommended from a bunch of tech reviewers. I think that they sound great. The build quality is great. I love the battery life. It's something like, I want to say, 38 hours of battery on noise cancellation. And it also comes with the wire. If you still have one of those things called an audio jack, you know, 
it's kind of hard to find them these days. What, what, what are and, those? Well, it's how people used to, in the Stone Age, listen to their headphones, but which wasn't very long ago. But then it also comes with these touch controls. So if you're using the wireless mode, then you have um, like double tap to pause and swipe up to raise volume. I really think that these are pluses for these headphones. Uh, obviously, there's no product that is perfect, as TJ has all taught us, you know. Um, I don't like... There, there, there's nothing so perfect that is beyond criticism. Yeah, yeah. To, 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 to paraphrase... To TJ Draper. <laughs> no, to paraphrase John Zaracusa. <laughs> So the uh, the biggest stumbling block for these headphones out of the gate for their price, $350, feels like there should be a better version of pass-through mode where you're able to hear your environment and they're able to hear you and you're able to hear yourself pretty c- clearly if you have to have a conversation or you need to notice an, on, an approaching car, um, whatever environment you're in where you want the ambient sound around you. So on the AirPods, they call this pass-through mode. And when you activate that, TJ, it's it's like magic. If you're switching from the noise cancellation to pass-through, it's shocking how clear you can hear yourself and everybody around you. It's like you don't even have earbuds in your ear. You can feel them, but you don't really we, You're talking about the AirPod, AirPods Pro? Mm-hmm. I... Hmm. No, I mean, so you don't, you don't fine, have that kind of confidence with them, huh? No, pass through is fine, but it's still not like it's not like ha- having them out of your ears. Okay, um, I have. Okay, I-, I can understand that it's it makes qu- a sound quieter, but that is the most significant difference mm-hmm. to me in my experience with pass through. And, and okay. now, I, I grant we'll, you, it's we'll, probably we'll not we'll perfect system. Yeah. Okay, because because to my my ears, I just don't notice a significant difference aside from, okay, the, the sound in my environment's a little bit quieter, but that's about it. Um, now I can understand a little bit of a difference in interpretation, but what we're looking at is these Sony headphones. It, it, unfortunately, if you switch to what they call the ambient mode and you crank it all the way up to let me hear voices clearly and my environment clearly, it really stinks. It's like you're getting a overly compressed MP3 file. Um, mm. Very sad to hear yourself through those headphones and to hear everybody in your environment. So there's a few ways to approach this. Like one uh, feature uh, that the phones can support is that if you take your right hand and you cup your right headphone, then you'll get pass-through mode to activate. And then when you lift your hand off, it'll return to noise cancellation. And that's kind That's kind of nice. Why don't you just take the headphones off, though? Because anytime you've got somebody approach you and say, hey, Joseph, can I uh, get this and such from you? If you put your hand up over your headphone, they're just going to think that you're trying to signal, signal them that what you're listening to now is more important than hearing them. <laughs> because... If you put your hand up to your headphones, but you don't take them off, they're thinking, oh, my mistake. I'm the rude one. He's trying to tell me that what he's listening to is yeah. more important. Yes. So you might as well just take the headphones off. I yep. don't feel like there's a great solution here. Um, they also have a mode where should you be in a quiet environment, but you're listening to something on your headphones, and then suddenly you say something to someone else in your environment or they talk to you, the, fo- the headphones will detect that someone has started a conversation, and then it'll pause your music and play uh, the ambient sound so that you get that conversation in. However, it's triggered by things that are not even conversation. So maybe somebody just closed the door, but they closed it loud enough that your headphones detected it. Then it's going to pause what you're listening to. And now you just heard the door for no apparent reason. And then you have to wait 30 (sighs) seconds of silence before it reactivates whatever you were playing. That all sounds like what I would expect from modern day AI. Yeah. So... Thankfully, you can customize features like this in the app and you can deactivate them altogether because uh, they're pretty bad. Uh, but I do like the idea that I, I've told my family, please understand that if I cut my headphone, I'm not trying to <laughs> block you out. I'm just, I literally am doing that so I can hear you. And they're all tech savvy enough that my immediate family understand. If I were to take these to the office, I'll be taking off the headphones completely. 
Yeah. See, now here's the thing. I, I'm sitting here with my, uh, my Shure H, uh, my, yeah, my Shure SRH 840 headphones on my ears. And if somebody were to walk up to me while I was wearing these, I would just slip one of the cups off the ear, just like I did just now. And that, it signals to the person who's coming up to me that I'm, I can talk. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like with the over the ear headphones, it's hard to overcome the uh the rudeness of leaving them on and it just looks like you can't hear yeah what, you're not you know. wrong <laughs> and usually in my family's case if they're approaching me at my desk they're trying to tell me hey dinner is ready they're trying to say oh you know mom's going to be here in three minutes you know something like that right, they, right, right, they right. don't usually want to talk to me at my desk so i know it's not going to be a lengthy conversation but i i agree with you i i, I don't find these headphones this is one of my other kind of sort of complaints. And now I've had them for a week. I, uh, I'm over the honeymoon period, TJ. And I, I honestly just don't think that they're terribly comfortable. But I think this is highly subjective because I know everybody's tastes are different in their, their head shape differently. And where it's kind of hurting me over time is right across the top of my head where the, the top bar of the headphones is resting. So I am extending out the headphones arms as long as they can go on both sides. And then I'm kind of pushing them up on my ears so that they, they're a little bit high (laughs) over my, the tip of my, the bottom of my ear so that the top is not resting on my head very hard. And then they're totally fine. (laughs) But I've never had to make these accommodation for Bose headphones. I, I am really liking my bracket. Shure SRH840s right now. <laughs> I just have none of these problems. <laughs> yeah. I've had so, these for um, years and years and years, and they're great. Where can I get some of those? No. Uh, $129 like on Amazon. <laughs> Maybe I'll look into that. Professional Did monitoring they- headphones. Oh, see, you lost me. I was going to say, does it have noise cancellation? No. See, no noise that, cancellation. I, I want that noise cancellation. I like the... Uh, I've, oh, I, okay, so I have a little bit of that ear ringing condition as it is. So I'm, I usually like to have something in my ears, even if, uh, you know, even if family's around, I want to be able to hear them. But if they're not trying to get my attention, they understand that it's much more comfortable for me if I'm listening to something intentionally at the computer or at work. So even working from home, I usually have earbuds in or the headphones in. But as often as I'm wearing them, the earbuds get fatiguing too sometimes. So the headphones are a nice alternative when you've got to change it because the one is now uh, kind of achy. Now, now let's put the other ones on. But the, the noise cancellation, it, just, it works so effectively. I love that effect. And I think it works great on both of these devices, the AirPods and the Sony headphones. So my conclusion, I'm going to move on, but I just got to say, even though I have those criticisms, those are for sort of like the extra, extra features for the most part, besides the discomfort over the top of my head, which is inconsistent and not always a problem. And I love the sound quality, the build quality, the battery life and the touch controls. So I'm sold on these headphones and I think it was really worth the uh, the sell price. I don't know if I would buy them full price. Uh, I, I would say no. I'd pass for a very so clear, long time. Clear something up for me, Joe. Are you using these like all the time for not for all types of applications? Not uh, not just monitoring professionally, but like listening to music and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty much using them for anything but monitoring. Uh, so huh. if I'm ed- doing a draft of audio and it's just uh, ed- editing the takes of the audio and it doesn't have to do with mastery, then I might wear them, but I may not. I may also be using my my monitoring headphones or my earbuds. But when it comes to, I need this thing to sound like a master, then I go to my monitoring headphones. Um, right, mm-hmm. and, and presumably you're also listening in other environments, not just to headphones, because a final mix and master probably shouldn't be done on headphones. Oh, yeah. I do use my speakers on various electronics, but... I, I, they're all so different that I'm not really convinced that one or two of them are great representations. Like oh, my sure. car yeah. has really harsh S's and my television is incredibly well balanced. It's, it's beautiful to listen to anything on my television. 
on my my iMac 5K, it's less forgiving. So if there's something going wrong with the audio, I can detect it really quickly there. Just yeah, those those are device. all good, but but that's also why they make flat response monitor uh, monitors. Not I'm not talking about headphones. I'm talking about you know studio monitors, which yeah, you know we, no, I, we don't, I, you I, and I don't have because we're not rich. But, right. but they're a, a more reliable environment. They're, they are no effects applied environments. Now, I have sent audio out when I'm doing a documentary for that kind of reason to a professional audio studio. But for the kind of work that we're doing on a regular basis, we're not needing that level of finesse. Um, we're talking about free content as a podcast or a oh, YouTube sure. video. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you, I do. Yeah, I do have close. some monitoring head. Uh, well, I do have the monitoring headphones, which are close enough. But I also have these monitoring speakers at the office, which I'm just not using at this present time because I'm not producing another documentary. So, yeah. So, so my but, but the question I was asking is: You're using these? Uh, why are you using over the ear headphones all of a sudden and not earbuds? Did you already address this? I missed it. If you did. No, I love both. I don't have a preference for one or the other. I just like them to stay on. And there are varieties of uh, on-ear headphones that seem to slip off and earbuds that are not inner ear that seem to slip out. And I I love the noise isolation of both over-ear headphones as well as in-ear earbuds. And I like the best of both worlds because... The biggest improvement to having the over-ear headphones is much richer sound quality, much more interesting bass and mid-range, high-end too, to be honest, than what you can get out of the AirPod Pros. So when I'm listening to the, when I'm so going back to what I was saying about how great pass-through sounds on the the AirPods, I I think the pass-through sounds really incredible. But then if I'm thinking about the audio quality of just listening to music, podcasts, gaming, th- that kind of thing. Uh, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's it's not the greatest, but it's okay. But when I switch over to those headphones, oh, everything sounds glorious. And so that is the number one reason I, I like to get that wonderful quality experience on the headphones. I'd be interested in you comparing someday the Powerbeats Pro to these headphones because the Powerbeats yeah. Pro, I mean, that's the other reason that I like them is that they are the best sounding of all my earbuds. And um, the only over the ears I have are these flat response headphones, which are great for what we do with them, but not for listening to stuff all the time. Um, yeah, so I would love I, to get a take on them. Yeah, I don't know if I want your my your my I don't know if a you want to wear my nasty <laughs> no. Powerbeats Pro and b if I if I want your my Powerbeats Pro in your ears. So I don't know how we're nope, going to figure nope, this nope, out. Nope, but nope. <laughs> uh, I I know I've I've really wanted to give those a try. Now I used a previous edition when they uh, they had the wire that ran between the two ears and it just it kind of looked tacky. I had yeah, one of those I, for I, a little while. Mm. I don't they remember fell apart. the. You know, I probably ordered them on Amazon. I can probably find them, but but I don't remember the brand off the top of my head. But I had it wasn't Beats, but I had um, headphones that had the wire between them, and that way I I tried. So when I would I got them for working out, and because they also had the loop around the ear, they would stay in my uh, ears. But I I tried like going over the back of my neck, and that felt weird. It would flop on the back of my neck, and then I tried yeah. going under the um uh, you know under my chin, and that of course would flop around and. And, uh, yeah, it just, ooh, I did not like the wires. I was so glad with the Powerbeats Pro that they eliminated that whole thing. Uh, okay, so they were the, um, blue, they were made by Blue Phonic. Um, I can see them in my order details, but when I click on it, it says page not found on Amazon. So, uh, I don't know if I can put a link in the show notes, but they were headphones by Blue Phonic. They were Bluetooth and they were, they worked fine other than that stupid wire. And occasionally I would get it caught in something when I would walk by something or whatever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely had those back in the day. So, uh, yeah, that's headphones. All right. You want to, okay, Joe, do you want to tell me why you got the wrong iPhone? <laughs> what are you talking about? What makes it wrong? I mean, if he, can I help clearly, it if it's more beautiful and uh, no, more no, powerful no, 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 no. See, that's, that's than the thing. a mini? 
this is the thing. There are features about the iPhone Pro I would like to have, but I feel like the regular iPhone is a much better looking product. And the iPhone mini, the, the 12 mini is a better feeling product. So I just feel like you've made the wrong decision. You've made the wrong trade off, <laughs> my friend. Okay. I think uh, I cannot argue with your feelings, but I'll argue with your phone. Um, <laughs> I, I do agree that the mini is that sweet, sweet size. And y- you heard it here on the show, guys, in an earlier episode. I really prefer the the weight, the reachability on the screen with one hand. I remember using the iPhone 5S and it was a glorious size. And then the mini is only a smidge bigger than that. So everyone who has got a mini already has been singing its praises. Uh, y- you know, I remember it like um, we were entering into a dark time when they introduced the iPhone 6 because I didn't care for the form factor. I didn't like the rounded edges. And I, I really just wasn't a fan of phones getting bigger for no apparent good reason. Um, now, now you jump forward to the present, and I have thought this through, TJ, harder and harder, harder with every passing month. I have given this too much consideration but let you? me tell you, no. me, yes. Oh, well, I have overthought this to the nth degree. The I'm mini shocked. is a this is glorious my device. The, it, the mini is an, a glorious device. And what it came down to was when they announced all these products, I remember watching the, the keynote with my wife and they introduced the mini first. And I, I smacked the desk and I told her, that is my phone. That is what I've been looking for since they introduced the iPhone 6. And she she knew this. She already knew I was going to say this from previous conversations. And then they started going through the 12 Pro. And specifically, it wasn't so much that the 12 Pro had uh, significantly better features, but I did prefer the body style. I think it looks way better than the mini and the 12 color schemes. I I prefer the aluminum frosted sort of matte sides on the 12 and 12 mini. How are we friends? Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, (laughs) We opposites attract maybe. I I just, I, I, the aluminum, the aluminum um, sides, the, the the aluminum antenna band, whatever you want to call it. I I, I don't like it. it. It's too shiny and it's too, like, I'm looking at my iPhone mini, my t- iPhone 12 mini black, and it just, it's all of it is black, and I just love it. It's just so much, like, I I feel like that band just stands out in a bad way, and it collects oh, fingerprints, yeah. and... Okay, okay, <sighs> so every example of the YouTube videos, I was convinced that the fingerprints were going to be atrocious, um, now, now I, in, in person, I have seen three versions of the twelves with their stainless steel rails. Uh, I've got the Pacific blue. I'm holding it right now. Just took off the case and the fingerprints happen immediately. And you're right. They are grotesque if you're staring at them. Then I also had a friend who, uh, well, no, not a friend. I went into the T-Mobile store and the Best Buy and they had the gold models. And then I went to the Apple store and uh, one of the employees showed me his uh, graphite model. In every case, in person, even though the fingerprints are a thing, which is totally true, these are really good-looking rails. But I agree with you, the rails on the 12 and the mini do look better. I prefer that matte finish. But besides that... I love the color scheme of the Pacific Blue on the 12 Pro, and, and I love the frosted back. I like the darkness. I like the muted colors. I, I, I'm not a fan of the oversaturated colors. And if I were getting a 12 Mini or a 12, I would have done the same thing you did. I would have gotten the jet black all the way. It, it's really stunning from what I have seen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You didn't go wrong. Now, now I do prefer the Pacific Blue, which is a subjective thing that would not be the only reason why you would buy a more expensive device. Uh, okay, so tell it, me, like I'm going back so I can. I'm, I'm going back to the configurator so I can look at it again. Um, to, but does it look like it looks on the on the on the site the Pacific Blue? I want to say that the back is a real good representation. I don't think that the 
rails do it justice from looking at any of the videos or the pictures because from many angles, it almost looks like it's just a a black phone or a really dark space gray phone. And Mm. then you have to like find just the, the good lighting where the mirror finish is reflecting. And then you say, Oh yeah, there's the Pacific blue on the rails. See, I'm I'm looking at uh, at the configurator so that I can see the compare the colors on the Apple website, and man, I really prefer the uh, regular iPhone 12s blue to the Pacific blue. I don't like that pastel looking. It, it just feels it, the Pacific blue feels like it lacks character. It doesn't have any depth of color, and and the, the iPhone 12 in blue that my wife has, it's just it's deep and rich and dark, and I just love it. Yeah, and that's a really good. That would be my third choice. It's it's like Pacific Blue. Ah, that's that's incredible. Then I feel like black, you're a solid second place. And then the 12s version of blue is it's really close to denim. Uh like a nice good solid blue jeans. Um to to from my impression, seeing it at the Best Buy. What does it look better in like home lighting and outdoor natural lighting? You talking about the the blue iPhone twelve? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it looks great in all lighting. You can't really tell a difference. It, it always looks the same. Now, maybe this informs um, like when I buy blue jeans, I also tend to go to the really dark ones. Like I don't like the washed out look. I don't like the lighter uh, blue yeah. look. I like the dark blue. So I guess it's probably just because because the the iPhone twelve in blue is a much darker, richer blue, and that's just what I prefer. I guess. Uh, before I forget, do you name your phone anything fun, or is it just called TJ's phone? You it's know, called CJ's phone. phone. Now I name my computers fun names, but I've never done that with my phones. I, I, I think it's because my computers I tend to have more than one at a time, and so and I never refer to the, my computers by their n- names. It's just network identification, but I don't have to do that with phones, and so I don't. Okay, because I only, I only ever have the one phone at a time. Yeah, so I've always used fun names. I prefer to go with names that end with A for my computers. So I've had um, Veronica, Felicia, Amanda. <laughs> um, I'm, I've had Quora. Now, um, now, now I've kind of departed from that. I'm presently on Gladys. And, uh, oh, okay, Gladys. Perfect I, name yeah. for my iMac. Evil, very evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel I, like yeah, there's so a little my... sinister behavior to this Mac. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. My computers, my current computers are my uh, my 15 inch uh, personal MacBook Pro is Neo. My um, my tower that I built and is a Hackintosh and also runs Windows is Clue. And I did not name my work computer. It's it's uh, TJ's uh, work MacBook Pro because oh. it's not so, mine. I just don't feel like I have I can name it. It's you know what I'm saying. It's not my baby. Okay, I, I get that. Uh, oh, I, my my I, iPad. My iPad, I named Serenity. Oh, that's a great choice. Yeah. So on my last iPhone, the tw- uh, the eleven, I called it Rosetta because I got the red, and I thought it was a ah. perfect name. Yeah. Now for this this dark muted blue, I'm going with Ravenclaw, and it suits her so well. Just oh, good old Rowena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I, I probably, to, you know, you you've, you've uh-huh. inspired me. I need to come up with a name for my iPhone. Yeah, I wanted to encourage you, all of you out there, you ought to come up with a fun name for all of your devices. I, I call my Apple Watch Blackstone because it kind of oh, looks see, like need, a pebble. I need to name my Apple Watch as well. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, I'll think about it. And I'll reveal on the next show maybe what I've decided to name these devices. Awesome. So let's see here. Uh, real quick, I wanted to do a comparison of a couple of the features of the different models. This This was where... I settled on a compromise getting the 12 Pro rather than going with a Mini or a Max. I seriously considered the Max until most of the reviewers reported that it wasn't leaps and bounds better than the 12 Pro to get the the Max's better camera system. Um, But then it became still difficult to choose between the 12 Pro and the Mini. Uh, so, so the, here's, here's just like a couple of things to consider. If you were someone still shopping for one of these devices, the, the 12 and the mini have the same specs. And if you had to contrast it with a 12 pro, it does not have the telephotos zoom capability. There's no regular night mode. Uh, uh, sorry. There's not a, um, 
there's not a portrait night mode. Only right, I was going to say, I have mode. night mode. I just don't can't do portraits in night mode. Right. And, and uh, there's just there's a chance that I'll really want that on occasion. Uh, I just like to have that option. Um, then there's also I do love using the video camera. I, I video a ton on my ca- on my phones, and I want to have any feature that they can give me there. One of them that I'm really going to explore, I know I'm going to as a video producer. I'm going to be dabbling with their HDR video clips, and you're limited to 30 frames per second on the Dolby Vision HDR video files for the 12 and the Mini. If you go to the 12 Pro, then you can get 60 frames of Dolby Vision HDR video. Sorry, uh, 60 frames per second in the Dolby Vision HDR. That's what I was trying to say. Um, If you go to the 12 Pro then, in contrast to the 12 and the Mini, it has a three-camera system, so you have the 2X telephoto, and I know I use it, and I'm going to use it more now that I have it back again since I didn't have it on on the 11. And then you have night mode portrait. You also have... What's the quality of the um, 2X um, zoom on your iPhone Pro? So it's enough that I notice when I'm taking lots of pictures uh, week in and week out. I don't think that somebody just using it for uh, one event or two would really care. So if you're going to the park with your kids or a theme park or you're taking pictures on Christmas Day, you're probably not going to especially appreciate the telephoto lens. When you're at the park, you can get as close as the sub- to the subject as, as you want. You just have to take a couple of steps forward to get closer, right? And if you're in your living room, the telephoto lens is a little bit darker than the normal uh, sort of the wide-angle lens. Right. So I, the telephoto the does ask, look inferior in terms of the lighting quality. Yes. I mean, that's the reason I ask is the telephoto on my OnePlus 7T that I broke, <laughs> It I rarely used it because it just – I could see the difference. And I know Apple does better with stuff like that often, or they, you know, because they make high quality stuff. But on my 12 mini, I really like the wide angle. However, um, I can see the chromatic aberration on the edges. It it doesn't make me happy. And so I'm going to take two pictures right now at my desk that we can throw into the notes as well. I got Optimus Prime here. And this is important research, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Research right on the podcast. It's it's what the people tune in for. This 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 audio this audio medium that we've chosen. It's perfect for this sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> going to give you an example of the ultra wide, the wide, and the telephoto. This okay. is actually pretty sweet, man. I like the result on all three. Man, this is gorgeous. You're going to see Optimus and Megatron. So. Um, I think that if you stick to the telephoto's natural scale, then it looks almost imperceptibly the same as the wide-angle lens if you have decent lighting. Where it falls apart is if your environment is actually kind of dark, kind of dim, inconsistent. You've got a constantly uh, fluctuating exposure. Maybe you have some natural light coming in through the windows, but it's not very reliable. So the clouds are changing too much and the telephoto is struggling to find a sweet spot and stay there. Then it just looks like it's a poorer picture quality. The other example of where the telephoto falls apart is if you thought, uh, like I did in past years, I'm at the children's choir performance I'm on the 10th row back in the middle of this auditorium. I'm going to switch to the telephoto and zoom in to see their cute little faces. Of course. course. That's not going to work. You're going to um, use the telephoto to see a really crummy picture of their cute little faces. (laughs) Right. I don't recommend it at all. So what you need to do is you need to use the telephoto um, with the same respect you use for the wide angle lens. You typically just don't want to push it to the digital zooms. Um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I always tap the button that and on my iPhone 12 mini, there's just the one, you know, 0.5 X and one X, right? So I always tap the button to get the exact, like I never do the digital zoom. Like I just don't, I just can't do that. It bothers me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send you a photo though of my wide angle and I really like this photo and it's actually my current desktop 
background. Um, it's one that I took of our tree as we were putting it up. Um, and I like the wide angle here because I was able to get the whole fo- the the whole tree in the photo. But if you look, if you put you know pull it up at, on your full screen and you look on the edges, and this is probably part partially due to the lighting of my room, but also partly due to the chromatic aberration at the edges of the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you just see that the edges are a little bit fuzzed, a little bit chromatically aberrated. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So I'm going to pull I mean, your, your picture's photos gorgeous. I I would not complain uh, in general with that. Um, can you see the pictures I'm trying to send you of Optimus Prime? Yes, I'm going okay. to drag them to my desktop so I can open them in preview and view them full screen. Um, yeah, this, isn't this podcasting medium mm-hmm. great for this? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Why is it? Wait. It... Okay, keep both. I don't know why they're all named the same, actually. That's really weird. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, oh, 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 this is, okay. This is a side note. This is a bug in, in Apple messages on Catalina. Um, if you, you drag a photo and it drags the wrong photo out. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I'm dragging the second photo that you sent, but it tried to drag the first photo out. Oh, um, wow. now it's, now it's doing it right. Okay. Okay. Now I can open these in preview. And I'm going to make this full screen and so that I can see it real well. Okay, so I'm looking at your zoomed-in one. Looks great. No problems there. I'm looking at your wide angle. Um, I can definitely see the chromatic aberration, uh, mm-hmm. just like mine. I'm pretty sure it's the same lens. So, yeah, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Same. I was looking at the regular one. The regular one looks great. Now the zoomed-in one, uh, oh, okay. I think I can see a quality difference from the um, from the one that's, that is the 1X. So it's not it's not quite as good of a lens, and I'm definitely seeing yeah. some artifacts from the lighting, but but it's definitely not quite as good of a lens. Okay, that that. But well, and it also depends on if you're showing it to you if you're looking at it on your screen. And what? How big is your screen? You have a twenty. It's a four K. Four inch. You have four. Yeah, yeah it's, a, okay. it's a twenty-four inch four K. Yeah, so you know, I wouldn't expect a lot of footage or pictures to look crystal clear on that screen or a higher resolution just looking at these pictures on my phone they all look like they have comparable quality the the well sure because you're shrinking it you're shrinking Mm -hmm. it down into a smaller area and looking at it and so you you will notice less flaws yeah and if i was going to do a print and put it up on the wall i'm probably not going to do more than an 18 by 11 so i think it could still handle that kind of print job um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not going to replace our DSLRs. I have three DSLRs and you, you have another camera too, but you just said that you last time that oh, you're not using yeah, it very at, at this often. point. Yeah. I'm at this point, I'm pretty sure my camera phones are better than that camera though, because, yeah. uh, the, it, it basically the shutter stopped working. Um, it got stuck, um, and, and it just won't take pictures anymore. Um, uh, but it's also 15 years old. So, um, mm. Yeah. It's it's like a I think it was five and a half or six megapixels, which at the time you know was great, but you know now our and and yeah now our phones are just better than that. So so uh, other features that are really cool about the Pro line you you have Apple Pro Raw as a photo file format, which gives you more flexibility for the higher and level of quality you want to manipulate if you want to control the exposure. Grant you, you're still going to have those aberrations, I would expect. That's not going to change because that's influenced very heavily by what kind of lens system you have. Right. Pro, the RAW doesn't change the lens. Like You're still right. going to get what you're going to get in terms of optical quality. And, but the good news is that you can still do a lot with lighting and hue of color. and But that is not out yet. Still in beta, if I remember right, okay. for developers. And yeah, and just, just for our audience that that may not know, RAW basically is a format for storing the raw sensor data from the camera, um, and that means that you don't have to worry about too much about like you can rewhite balance and stuff because you're getting all the raw data instead of putting it into a compressed format like JPEG or PNG. Then another thing that is a minor nice to have, but a good one, and because to me the camera is, or sorry, the phone is more of the. Apple iCamera than it is the Apple iPhone because, I mean, how many times are you doing a phone call anymore? I'm using it well, for the camera system. <laughs> if you're me and you're getting your, your phone number apparently leaked out into like the spam, <laughs> like I'm getting like 
14 calls a day of uh, your credit. We're trying to reach you about a very important message about your credit card account, you know, or <laughs> this is your your car warranty has expired. Like, no kidding. It's, you know, a 20 year old car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that would be called the iPhone. No, the Apple i spam machine. I don't even yeah, know if I something that like the, that. The iPhone. No, but, I've but got to re up my robocaller subscription or something. Goodness sakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the other feature I do love to round out the the camera system is that it has it says according to the spec, which I, I cannot compare because I don't have a twelve. But if you add the 12 or the 12 mini versus a pro, it says that the pros, including the max, has a six times faster low light autofocus, mm-hmm. which may make a difference from time to time. Well, I think that's due to the LiDAR sensor. Isn't that correct? Because my phone mm-hmm. doesn't have a LiDAR sensor and yours does. Yes. And even, even with, it's not just faster, but the LiDAR sensor also affords the phone to make more accurate depth of field so if you are using the portrait mode which i do like but i'm very uh picky i delete a lot of portrait photos sure i delete a lot of them um the the thing about it is that the lidar sensor does make those better and especially like if i'm having a romantic dinner with my wife and we want to get a picture i want to depend on the lidar to make a huge difference so yeah it is Um, nice like i said there are features about the pro that i want yeah. Well, okay, so real quickly though, I just got to say I did seriously consider getting the Max, but as soon as the guys were saying that the camera system wasn't largely uh noticeably superior to the Max, I I was very happy to stay with Pro. But real quick, just in case you were wondering again what the spec sheet comp- comp- comparisons were, the 12 Pro has a t- 2x optimal I want to say all these words wrong. <laughs> Forgive me. The has a 2x. Now now that I take a picture of Optimus Prime, I wanted to say a 2x optimal, but it's a optical zoom. I mean, 2x Optimus would be a great name for a lens. Yes, I would like that. Although that would get into one of those uh isn't there a camera company called Optimal or Optima? Something I like have that. no idea. Optima maybe uh, or Optima there's a Kia Optima that's a car. Oh, okay. Wonder if they have a camera. Okay, so there's the 2x <laughs> optical zoom Backup on camera. your 12 Pro. Uh, then there's the the f-stop. You have a 2.0 telephoto, um, uh, and and that that is superior, technically speaking, to the Pro Maxes. Just in terms of what the f-stop is, it's a 2.0, and oh, the Pro Maxes is 2.2 telephoto. I wonder why that is. Well, the reason for it, TJ is that the Max has a trade-off. Rather than being a 2x optical yeah, optical zoom, it is a 2.5 optical zoom. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So if you want the scale, then go Max. If you would rather have the better, ever so slightly lighting exposure, then you would go with a Pro. Uh, it is grants you got that 47% larger main sensor to the wide-angle lens, which means you get better detail, uh, mm-hmm. sharper results, more detail. But but at that point, you really do have to like pinch in to zoom and really scale those pictures up to see the significance of the different detail. Right. Most of the time, uh, for, yeah. from the reviews that I've read. Also, you have the eighty-seven percent better low light on main sensor, and that is more significantly noticeable in many comparisons. I've seen that people are getting better low light photography on that main lens and i'm gonna miss that uh but when it came right down to it i just wasn't willing to buy a huge phone for that well, i mean one you were feature. considering the mini at one point so yeah it seemed like a, it would seem like a jump to go to the max oh yeah i was torn because i love the size of the mini it, it is my favorite size yeah. but the max had the the most powerful camera system and like i told you i don't think of it as an iphone i think of it as a iCamera camera or an ipod yeah. <laughs> and and the, the ipod features are all all of their boxes are checked on all the devices. So then it comes down to, well, can I check all the boxes for its camera system? Then all of the boxes I could possibly check would be done through the Pro Max. But then the trade-off is that it's so huge, it's uncomfortable. 
And I went back over to the Best Buy store and picked one up and held it in my hand. And I was like, oh, I can handle it. But I don't like it, and I'd be holding I mean, you that have to all get a, the time. You have to get a backpack to lug the thing around, honestly. Pretty much, or a fanny pack or something. Maybe a holster. Like I don't know if they make one big enough. No, 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 no. Hmm. They don't. Uh, a couple of other side comments. Why go with the, the 12 Pro rather than the Mini at the end of the day? Um, it's not a big deal, but I do prefer the better camera system of the Pro. And I feel good about the end result. I've held this for several days, and uh, I I really will miss the mini size. But I kind of feel like there's a good comparison to Mario in Mario Kart and a couple of his <laughs> other games here going on. So in terms of medium standard sizes, the, the 12 is like Mario in Mario Kart. He's mm-hmm. all around good. He's normal. He's not too extreme. He doesn't have major shortcomings or special skills like some of the other drivers do. And so that's what the 12 is, not the 12 Mini. The 12 Mini is a little bit more like Toad or Shy Guy. Or what I was going to say, if, if, if the regular iPhone 12 is Mario and then I have the Mini, I guess that makes me, I'm driving Toad around. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Toad, Toad is a pretty good driver. Sure, um, I, I, I prefer to play Toad like on Mario Run. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because he he's runs very faster. fast. Yeah. Then, but then, but then, the other direction, you have Metal Mario, and Metal Mario mm-hmm. is like the 12 Pro, and the 12 Pro is like Metal Mario. It, it's everything you like about Mario, and he's got more ability. He's more durable. He's better looking, and he's a little heavier. And, uh, mm-hmm. If you say so, I I, I kind of like that. I think that's kind of cool. So, what is the iPhone 12 Pro Max Wario? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wario in heavy metal <laughs> Wario. <laughs> so, um, I, I know we're running out of time. So, real quickly, I wanted to just give my first impressions about 5G. Have you have you experimented with yours anymore since you got your Mini? Yeah, 5G is consistently faster and less congested. Uh, and again, remember, T-Mobile only has the low-band 5G. Uh, they, they have not rolled out millimeter wave anywhere uh, that I'm aware of, certainly not in my area. And so uh, anytime I'm in a 5G area, which funnily enough, here at my house, I will get 5G mostly upstairs. And when I'm on 5G upstairs and I decide to turn off my Wi-Fi and test it, it is fast and usable and it's great. And anytime I'm in a 5G area, it is really fast and really good. And it's consistently better than LTE. Uh, but it okay. looks like, according to your screenshots, your um, your results may vary. Yeah, I, I'm really a little disappointed, but I, I kind of get the feeling that this is something they're obviously working on. They don't want oh, backtrace. Oh, for sure. It's early days. Mm-hmm. So I'm using T-Mobile, and the first time I thought to even test it was while I was in town today, and I was at the post office. So I'm around many stores. I don't know where a cell tower is around me. I'm still on the auto mode on my phone. And so I gave a speed test and I was getting 12 down and 0.14 up. Then I switched to LTE, which gave me the same results I remember from the iPhone 11. I got Mm -hmm. 39 down and 8 up. And then I set it to the 5G only. And that gave me 8 down, 0.56 up. So that didn't look good at all. And I basically got uh, very different results yet again when I was at home. So what's interesting about home is I can see a cell tower from my house. And we have full bars. Um, LTE, again, 47 down, 20 up. And then 5G, 19 down, and 9 up. So mm, I'm sticking to LTE for the time being. Yeah, my LTE here at home and, and in my area is definitely better than the 5G you're getting, but my 5G is better even than the LTE here. So, yeah, they're they're definitely still tweaking and figuring out that 5G network in your area. Mm. So there's other things I could say, but uh, we'll have to save them for another episode. That That is the bulk of my 12 Pro impressions, and they're very good. I'm looking forward to using the camera. Now, I mean, you know, you got it, but where are we going? We're working from home I just pick up the kids from school. We're hardly going anywhere uh, these days. So I'm looking forward to making some memories with the family here at the holidays and using my camera for that and checking out the pictures then. And I want to push the battery to its limit, just give it a good hearty push to see 
what I can expect when I need it, when I really need to rely on it. So mm-hmm. before that day comes, I like to really tax my my battery a couple of days on a weekday when it doesn't really matter and I can find a charge ex- you know, any, anywhere at home. And then I also am looking forward to taking advantage of having double the storage. I've never had 128 gigabytes on my phone. So I'm looking forward to having that extra, extra storage capacity, which I'm intending to fill up completely with video clips of my kids. (laughs) Well, and if you have uh, your photo library in iCloud, you don't have to worry about that too much. It'll take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. I guess that will happen as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, TJ. Any other questions you had about my my pro? I mean, do you still hate me for it? Do you you still think... uh, uh, oh well, hate is a strong word. Uh, maybe disgust and despair and uh, uh, boo, boo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even I, from I, your I, from I, your your mini toad, it's like boo, boo. Your uh, uh, don't Mario ever do Kart that again, toad. Joe. Don't okay. don't ever do that again. Okay. Sorry. So, if um, Joe, if people want to uh, berate you for your impression of Toad, or if they want to berate you for you choosing the wrong iPhone, or if they want to berate T-Mobile for their lack of 5G performance and they want to tell you about it, where can they do that at? Uh, catch me on Twitter. I'm at JCS Darnell. And if you want to talk to me, I am TJ Draper Pro on Twitter. You can find show notes for this episode at nightowl.fm slash hi-fi slash 13. And I'll try to drop uh, quite a few things in there of all the stuff that we talked about, some photos and pictures and links and all kinds of goodies. So be sure to check that out. And that is the show. We will see you next time.